this is like a really super important topic. Um, this, I, I, you know, we're just talking about other and feeling close to Hashem. The truth is, if you, if you, if if we conquer these chapters, I really just would suggest people review your free. If you have free time in the next few weeks before Pesach and after Purim, but this sefer is a gateway, is an opening to a great connection to Hashem. And again, it's always sur meira, distance yourself from evil and do good. And right now, the authors talk about how to get that spark to do good. A lot of the work we've so far been talking about is like, get away from these things which block us from becoming the people we could and we should be in life. Uh, and ultimately, as we just said before, the, 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 as we started the work, uh, the Sefer, it's to be mistabek to Kaj Barchut, to be connected to Hashem. The greatest thing in life is to feel part, close to Hashem. Because you, you, there's nothing in life there's nothing in life which is by chance. <laughs> nothing in life by chance. When you, when you realize that everything you do, everything part is, Hashem is giving it to you as an opportunity, as, an, uh, as, a, as it could be some challenge to, to fix, but also as an opportunity. Uh, it's a different world. You, you, when you feel close to Hashem and you see uh, Hashem in the world, whether you see uh, the world, whether you're reading a newspaper, whether you're out in nature. Anyone take a walk today, by the way? Did anyone take a walk today? Get outside. It was like a nice day. Yeah, I mean, it was such. It was like this was a nice day. Uh, I took a little walk. See, I'm forced to walk. I'm not forced to. I could drive to Shul, but I say no. I'm gonna walk. Uh, it's it's nice. Because um, Wednesdays I'm, I'm local usually. Uh, I was busy. <laughs> Important all day, but I was local. Uh, but at the end of the day. You know, at the end, of the, it's such a great world if you take advantage. So we spoke about what blocks us from focusing on the things we need to focus on to to be a true servant of Hashem, to tr- be truly connected. And we said the first and foremost thing is being busy with life. Tirda, being consumed, being so busy at work, the kids, family. Uh, whatever education, whatever it may be, we get so consumed in life. It's crazy. It's so silly because we lose the focus of what life is all about. <laughs> we're so busy in life that we're not living. Just today, I forgot his name. He's this Gentile guy. He's an a Italian gentleman. I, I, on my walk today to Shoal, on this beautiful day, he stops me. He stops me. Whenever he sees me, he stops me. Uh, whenever uh, he sees me, he stops me. Uh, so he said to me uh, that he had a job, which uh, in his situation, he's an older man, very actually a very nice guy, uh, very, very friendly gentleman. So he said he was in a, in a certain uh, field, and he felt he was selling his soul. And so he quit. And he said, you know why? This is a you know, regular, you know... Uh, Guy has nine grandchildren, uh, friendly gentleman. He said, because I won't take my job with me to my grave. And he's right. You know, there's so many, what, what are we taking with our, to our grave? What are we taking into the world to come? <laughs> What's really important in life? Now, you need to work. You need to have a job. You need to have money. I'm not taking away, but you, you need to take care of your, 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 a lot of things in life. But if you don't have time for Hashem, you are missing the point of life. 
If you don't have time for character development, you are missing the point of life. These, this, did anyone read Stephen Covey's books? Seven, uh, seven habits affected people. So the other thing is you put the big stones in first, then you put the small stones in. Well, the big, the biggest stone, the biggest stone, the first stone, he gives this muscle, which is, it's, it's, by the way, that book, it's, there's not one idea that's not in the Torah. If you ever read these seven, he was, in the 1990s, he was the self-help guru. Like, he was ranked one of the most influential people in America, you know, way before all these people. He was, you know, quite famous. He's a book, Seven Habits of, of Successful People, Seven Habits of Successful Families, uh, etc. So, he talks about, so I would say all these books, there's nothing in there that I can't give you a chazal for or a Torah thought, but what he does, some things are, are wrong, but there's many wonderful things in, that, in, that, in his books. And what he's good at is giving contemporary examples. That's what I would say. He has a lot of contemporary, or he packages it pretty, pretty, pretty well. So he talks, he has one chapter called, I think, Big Things First, or First Things First, in this book. That if you want to be accomplished, you want to be effective, if you want to be an effective, does everyone ever want to be effective? Who doesn't want to be effective? So if you want to be effective, you have to put the, you, you, you're filling up a jar with stones and pebbles. If you put the small ones in first, you can't fit the big ones in. But if you put the big rocks in first, then the small pebbles can go around the big rocks and settle in there. So he says the first thing you do in life is you need to put the big rocks first. You have to prioritize what's most important. The biggest rock in life to prioritize is spirituality. If you don't put that in, and you're, and you're not, that doesn't fit in your life, your life is off. You have to be like this gentleman who today told me he quit his job because it, it affected his soul. That's what he told me. <laughs> guy told me about that just this morning on my walk. If it's affecting your soul, if you're not, if you're not able to connect to God, now sometimes on small things you could tweak it, but if, you're, if you are, have no time to ever think about Hashem, you are. You ladies do. You're here tonight, so you obviously are, are, are prioritizing it. But if you don't have any time for that, that's it. That's your missing life. You know? Can you imagine um, whether you're a parent, if, if if you have no time for your children, if zero time, you don't see your children. What kind of parent are you? You don't see your children ever. You don't talk, I have time. I don't have time to talk to them, to discipline them, to why you're so. So you're missing what it means to be a parent. You know, if you're a spouse and you don't have time for your spouse, never talk a little. What are you doing? You're missing the point. What you're supposed to be doing in life. So the first thing is you gotta make time for ruchnius. Number two, which is more challenging, is, as we talked about last week, having a cynical view of life, not taking things seriously. In in in, in a sub thing that we said was being a scoffer. Being a person who mocks and makes fun of things, right? Such a person, you don't take anything seriously. So, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to lose out ruchnius. We said a person could be tremendously. Look at all this! Wow, look at all this chesed! Unbelievable! Wow, this is a good place to come in. You know, get five people offering a chair. Um, So, if you if you scoff at things, you know you can be so inspired. So, and somebody makes a comment, ah, it's not so. 
relax, don't be so religious, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. Right? If, if everything is cynical, if you don't take things seriously, then you won't be able to serve Hashem seriously. If you have a job that you don't take seriously, you know, um, my daughter, Adina, she says, I gotta get out of my school. Now she tells me this once in a while. She says, well, I said, today, this conversation, why? The boys. I need to be in a school with all girls. And she's right, by the way, for the record. She should be in a school with all girls. But that's not what she said to me today. She said, I need to be in a school with all girls because the boys are so annoying. She's also right about that. She said, the class doesn't go. Everything's a joke. Like, you know, everything, you know, just, you know, ladies, boys mature later than girls. Boys are immature. I was one of these immature boys when I was younger. That's why she, I, she shouldn't be in class with boys. So that's not the only reason why, but it's not the, tonight's conversation. So I, she says to me, she, imagine you have a class and everyone's taking it seriously and you have one class clown. Anyone you know class clowns? Imagine, you know, you're sitting there doffing and everyone's like, Hi, Father! You know, girls do that, by the way. I, 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 girls do that. You know, girls get all like, Giddy. How do I know this? I have four girls. You know, they get like all crazy. Boys don't get giddy. Boys don't get giddy. Boys do dumb things. They don't get giddy. So you have a girl all giddy, which is great. There's a nice thing. There's a nice part of being giddy. You know what giddy is, by the way? Giddy means like uh, bubbly, right? You know, I don't know. Bubbly, you know, like, like happy. Like, happy, like, uh, yeah. super cheerful, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you got the idea. You got the idea. Okay. I'm trying to make you giddy, Mrs. Stolen. <laughs> Could you be giddy? No, don't do it. <laughs> uh, I'm purring. I'm purring. I'm purring. I'm purring. All right. So I know how to be giddy because I watch my girls be giddy. Like, you know, at the end of the day, they can be... But you know what? And giddy is great. It's there's something nice about it. But if you're giddy in the wrong times, the wrong places, you don't take things seriously. If life is just about being giddy, then you miss life, right? If everything is fun and jokes and not seriously and relax, you know, and, all, and then, you know, I, I've had people in my office, you know, who actually once had a Sean Bias thing. And like, I... I, I'm trying to explain this, and you know, this is not a good thing. <laughs> it's not a good Take it seriously. If you don't take that seriously, you're going to make any problems. I've had this with parents. Uh, this is serious. Don't joke around about this. You know, I, I, if someone I knew had a medical condition, you know, uh, taking care of their body, and everything, ah! I have one of my teenagers is like, I'm trying to get tickets. She's, I, don't, she, I got her an Invisalign. Why do that? I have no idea. You know what Invisalign is? Like the braces. So you gotta put it. You gotta put it on. I mean, it doesn't work otherwise. So you take it seriously. You're not gonna. You're gonna have braces for 15 years if you don't do it seriously. Well, in life, if you don't take life seriously, you're going to miss the boat of life. You're gonna miss what you're supposed to be doing. You're gonna. If everything is a joke, and when things are spiritual, you make fun of it. You're gonna miss out. And tonight. We're going to do number three. And number three is, in the words of the author, from the most serious and the most difficult to break out. I have good news for you. In San Jose, it's a little bit, a little bit easier than other places. But wherever you are in this world, 
Remember this. Wherever you are in this world, you will be tested. <laughs> whether you're in Lakewood, whether you're in Jerusalem, whether you're in Los Angeles, whether you're in Chicago, whether you're in Passaic, whether you're in San Jose, you will be tested. And there will be people to influence you in all ways. So, and, then, and you'll actually see some places even harder than others. The third thing which takes us away from the proper Zahiris and vigilance and living the life we're supposed to is friends, particularly bad friends. Right? Friends who are foolish and sinners. Friends who are foolish and they bring you down with them. They, you're, 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 one of the, you're one of the crowd. Now, I'm sure nobody here ever heard of this thing. There's something called a fraternity and a sorority. What are these things in the Gentile world? You heard of this? Yeah. I, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. You can't believe it. You! Oh, uh, nah, yeah, I, I, music one. Yeah, music one, okay. Yeah. But on certain colleges, they have like, Greek names, like, you know, like QPY, you know, QP, Q2P, right? Or AEPI, whatever it may be. So, uh, um, maybe I guess. So, your part of this, you, if you want to be like a righteous Jew, a part of it is just like following the crowd. You can't, it's part, you're part of the fraternity. You know what? What does fraternity mean? Fraternal, what does it mean? Okay. Who took that SAT recently? Yeah. Huh? Brotherly. Brotherly. You're, you're one of the brothers. Or you're a sorority. Where does that come from? The sisters. You're one of the crowd. You can't do things differently. And if they do stupid, dumb things, if they do crazy stuff, you've got to be part of the fraternity. Well, friends always want you to be part of the fraternity, part of the chevra. You're part of the chevra. And... If that chavra has problems, it can bring you down with them. It will bring you down where you're supposed. Where you'll never get. The hanu chavra said tipshim. Sometimes it's foolishness, and sometimes it's actually sinning. Shlomo Hamelech, King Solomon, the wisest of all men, says in Proverbs, right? One who befriends fools will be broken. If your friends are fools. You'll be broken. Somebody comes, they know the truth. This is right. This is what I should be doing. I should be working on this. I should be working You're a bunch of ladies. I should work on this. I shouldn't be speaking Lashon Hara. I should be doing Chesed. I should be working on my davening. I should be working on Shabbat. I know it. I know it. A person comes to clarity. A person comes to clarity. Yet the weaken. Why? Oh, Yavar. Even though transgress, they don't want their friends to make fun of them. They don't want people to laugh at them or say, "Come on, you're part of the chavra. You're a brother. You're a sister. What are you doing? You're one of us. You're like me. I know you for twenty-five years." We grew up together. What are you doing? You know, Sarah Law. There's no Sarah, so I'll pick on Sarah. Sarah Law. Well, I knew you. I was always. What are you doing? I. Uh, what? Why? Why? You know, don't. You can't eat in my house. You always ate in my house. Stop, don't speak Lush and Har. You always. What are you, what are you, what are you talking? What are you 
weeks. Yeah. What are you doing? So you, the person knows the truth. They're sitting there with MS, with truth, and their friends hold them down. And they don't want to, they can't leave this reality. Okay, it's Aaron, they want to be, they want to be normal. They don't want to be the one at work who, who's all religious. They're the religious one at work. They don't, I have to be able to eat with them. I need to be able to dress like them. They need to know I'm one of them. I don't want to be like the odd person. I'm going to be one of the folks, you know, one of the team. We're, we're the team. We're part of the team. With, with the wrong people, uh, uh, don't, don't, don't integrate because you're going to lose out in life. The whole Torah talks about Avram Avinu. The whole Torah of Klal Yisrael starts with Avram Avinu. Lech lecha, me'artzecha, u'me'oladetzecha, u'me'beisavicha, leave your land, your father's house, your country, your upbringing. You know why? Not physically, spiritually. You know how hard it is to leave the way you grew up? You know how hard it is to leave the, you know, I don't want to pick on Russians, but I was meeting with a Russian family this week. I was saying, they told me, someone told me there's a, there's a certain personality. You know, sometimes you got to leave that personality behind. you got to say, this doesn't work. <laughs> my parents did this. My country did this. It doesn't make a difference. Israelis. Israelis. Oh, my goodness. I can't tell you. And you know this and I know this. Anymore. You know this and I know this. Oh, we have two Chasheva Sephardisham Israelis over here. How many people I know from Israel who would be more dati if it wasn't for they, and they grew up so tight and so close, if it wasn't for their friends. They, they, they sell their neshamas. They sell their neshamas. They sell their purpose in life because they can't break out of it. You know, it's just so difficult to break out of that shell. You know, because, you know, I remember, you know, of everyone in Israel, we like candles Friday night, we play soccer Shabbat today. So the one guy who's, who's living in, you know, um, Ramata Sharon, who doesn't want to play soccer, all of a sudden, we play soccer on Saturday. I'm not talking Yushalayim, I'm talking about Ramata Sharon, or in uh, Cholon. Today, Cholon, Baruch Hashem, is a lot about Tshuva, but I remember like 25 years ago, it was a Chiloni city. So this guy doesn't want to play soccer, and all his friends, Dudu, Dudu, what is, what is you, Dudu? You know, you're part of the, you know, they push. You know, you're part of the club. You won the brothers. What are you doing? And sometimes people, I know, I remember years ago, my mother's, somebody asked me to get involved actually. There's a girl from Miami Beach who covered her hair, covered her hair, religious girl. She moved to a community, she's a married lady, where nobody covered her hair. And guess what happened after a year or two? She wasn't such a, you know, she wanted to not cover her hair anymore. Why is that? She was covering her hair. She was at a level. She's, why is, why, what, what changed over there? Because she didn't want to be the person who's outside that way. Your friends have, And by the way, I can tell you in the most charedish circles, and I've been, I've lived, in the, I've learned in the best yeshivas, right? There are other things there that people have to work on. Sometimes the external trappings are easier for them. But sometimes in Midos, plenty of tzaddikim, but sometimes in Midos, sometimes you can have people knocking something, and everyone knocks it because this is the right thing to knock. So we all knock it together. And if you don't knock it, you're not so religious. 
Now, in those circles, it goes the opposite way. It's like overzealousness. And everyone, you have to do this because everyone else is doing this. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't, you've got, you have the wrong people around. You know, in yeshivas, the people who drink coffee. You know, these people, they take breaks. They, they, you know, wherever you are, wherever you are, I'm telling you, in wherever you are in this world, there are going to be people who can bring you up or it can bring you down. I, you know, one of the things which I, the Bali Chuva, which I'm always astounded, is how much you have to break out of a shell. You know, you, you're, you have your parents, you have your cousins. I've had people in my office like, what am I going to do? I have 25 cousins and we always have the Passover Seder together. Like, you know, that's not easy. You've got to figure out what you're going to do. You cannot, you can't not have a normal Seder. Uh, you got to figure, I'm not, uh, this is, these, are, these type of questions people have to ask and they're unique. I'm not posking for anyone's shyness right now. But what I am saying is we have to realize that impact the people around us. Right? There are people who can uh, lift us up, and there are many, and they're not evil people. They're not bad people, right? but they can bring us down. could be our culture, and more radically, it could be people or friends. People who don't take Yiddishkeit, Torah, seriously. So you're around the place, and everyone's like, eh, you know, like, kacha, kacha. What kacha, kacha is? No cruise control. You know, and somebody was telling me in a certain community, they don't want to, they want to cap religiosity. It's like a cap, not too much, just right. Cap. Now it's trafe, by the way. So cap. my bubby, my grandma used to say, "Hey, you can never be too from." And she said, "Tell me I was younger." Then she told me I was too from. <laughs> <laughs> What I got older, she told you two from. When I was younger, she told me you can never be two from. She said, "Why are you being so from?" Hey, bless her soul. So you know, but what did she mean? She wasn't talking about from like. She was talking about connecting to Hashem, right? It, there's you can never. There's never. You, if you have a person you want to love, there's never. If you're married, if you're lucky to be married, it's not. It's, you can never love your husband. There's too, never too much to love. If you have, if you love your parents, never too much to love your parents. Yeah, you ever see a person don't love your children so much? Stop! It's too much. What kind of craziness is that? Right? It's not a normal thing. Uh, you know, you will love Hashem. You cap love of Hashem. You cap connection to Hashem. What kind of shigas? But you live. So these people are in a certain community where they cap. When they when they tell the rabbi, they want to cap ruchnius. Crazy. So you live there. What do you think it's going to affect? You don't think you're affected by that? Right. When we were affected, where I when I where I grew up, by the way, no one went to public school. Unheard of, unheard of, for a person to go to public school. Never in a million years would somebody walk into the shoals that I went to as a young kid. And when my wife grew up in Flatbush, forget about it. If you, know, if you didn't go to yeshiva, they would, you would be embarrassed to walk into the shoal. That's a good thing. <laughs> but if you imagine a place where people go to public school, like, oh, it's okay! <laughs> it's, oh, it's okay. So you, oh, if it's okay, then I can do it too, right? Because it's, it's, it's okay. So I can also do it. Or in a place where um, people make fun of each other. So it's okay. As opposed to, you know, I was, this place, everyone offered you a chair. Right? You know, I was just tonight... Just tonight, 
I was learn, I learned I believe I learned I should learn from my, all my children every night, including usually my daughter who's in Pesach. Usually she goes and calls me up or I call her. Uh, so I was learning with Yisrael. Do you teach Yisrael? So Yisrael, my son Yisrael is a smart kid. So I was learning with Yisrael. Uh, he's very intuitive. So we're learning about Irani Dachas, which is a city we're doing all the mitzvahs. So it's a city you completely completely destroy because it's a. So the the Tzafnas Paneach. Actually, I'll ask that at some point. The, 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 so we're talking about stone. Stone was the example of an Irani Dachas. Okay, stone was destroyed by God. It was a city of idolaters, destroyed by God. So I was telling you, so some of the things that stone did. So one of the rules of stone is if you, give, you gave charity, you were liable for the death penalty. They could kill you for giving charity. Right? Another rule of stone is if you invite someone for a wedding, you could take their clothes away from them. Another rule of of, uh, of stone was uh, you couldn't like you know all kinds of laws like, which were like crazy. So my son, these souls, like looking at me, says, "This is Meshuggah, Like this is crazy." But you know what? If you're living in that world, that's your reality. When you're when and again, I don't want to pick pick on any community or people, but if you're living as a Chiloni person in Israel in uh, I'm trying a lot. Okay. In a lot, there's not a lot of good people in a lot. But if you if you're living in a lot, and you're and all your girlfriends are wearing tank tops because it's it's not is it cold in a lot ever? Is it ever cold there? A little bit. Nighttime. Nighttime. But daytime is never like cold. Desert. It's like Miami, right? It's, it's hot. It's like desert. Yeah. Desert. Okay. Hot. Fine. But nighttime. You know, if you if you're if you're a girl and you're wearing sleeveless and this, and you know. And all of us, and you, you want to start dressing in You know how hard that is. But you don't even think about it. Like, you don't, you're living there. You know, and all of your friends are dressing that way. So it doesn't, it doesn't even occur to you that this is a problem. You know, it doesn't even hit your mind that this is a problem. If you're in, a, in all your friends bench like this. So, and you, you know, you're saying Birkata Mazon like that. So you don't think about it. The minute you're around somebody who benches slow, the whole... Now, if they can survive, like, why don't you speed up? Come on. Look at the watch. You know, give us... It's very hard. I mean, I, I'll tell you, you know, you look at little kids in school. You know what happens? One pressures the other. Why, why are you doing this? And little kids give in very often. Right? But we're not little kids. We have to realize that we're tremendously affected by the people around us. And if we hang out around with people who, they're not bad, but they're wrong, you, we could miss the boat of life. <laughs> you could be, miss the, becoming the person you could and should become. Ushlomo Mazer Oyed, Shlomo itself warned more about this. Uh, go far away from a person who's a fool. The David Melch said, and David said, Ish, the whole Tehillim, the first chapter of Psalms. You ever see, everyone uh, ever saw the first chapter of Psalms? Everyone says Tehillim? Look at the, all of the Psalms. One, one, it starts, Ashra Ish, praise it as a person who walks with the wise and curse it is a person who walks with the wicked. You know why? Because if you walk with them, you'll end up being rubbed off by them. If you start walking, you'll stay, you'll stop, you'll, you'll stay a little longer with them. Right? They, 
You know, certain people, they speak Lashon Hara, they bad mouth, or, or they're negative. You know, toxic personalities. I, I personally have no patience. And I have to deal with toxic personalities because I'm a rabbi. So I put on a smile, but I have no patience. It's like, you know why I have no patience with toxic personalities? Because it like, rubs off on me. I don't want to be on someone so negative. I want to be around positive people. No, it's good to be around positive people. It's like a schmuck. You know what a schmuck is? There you go. Right? It's a schmuck to be around positivity. It's good to be around... Po- I don't like being around negative people. I really don't. It's just like, like you walk out, like, uh, you know, like, really? Who wants to be around people who are negative? I'm telling you as a rabbi, I don't like it. And I, and, and I, and I, and obviously I deal... I'm, 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 obviously, I, I, when I'm around someone who's... who's, who's uh, acerbic or negative, I feel bad, <laughs> and I deal with it. I know people are human, and they're good. Everyone's a good person. I I do realize that, obviously, but quite frankly, it's not. I don't walk out as excited, <laughs> as happy as I was on someone positive. Right? It's a, it, it's toxic negativity. It's like so bad. And you know, when you're around negative people, someone was telling me there's a, somebody asked me to get involved in something. There's a certain group in a certain place which are very negative. I, not here. So I'm like, you know, they're, they're in this like chevra of negativity. Like what? Like you know, like they're all, and one feeds off the other. Like you know, like they egg each other on in negativity. Like so, you're part of that. It's like imagine if, you, if you're part of like five people, five, five people. There's a negative group. So you know what happens? Let's say someone comes tomorrow and says, "Oh, I think this is really good." No, you don't know what you're talking about. That's what, you know, because you're around those people. You know what? You know what you do if you're around them? Get out, <laughs> get away. You know, be friendly, but don't be part of that chavra because you're going to be part of that negativity. You are going to be part of that negativity if they speak lashon hara, if they do bad things, if they cause trouble. You will be. You'll be with them. You'll be with them. You know, it was uh, every year I, I, I used to go to city hall for something with some other people. And like one of the things that they would always speak about this 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 this, um, this group was like like gangs like uh, anyone any any members who are gang members anyone no but one of the things they discussed they were talking about gangs in, in in San Jose not in this neighborhood you know on the other side of town is how hard it is for kids to break out of it because the minute you're a gang member it's very hard to get out of there you know so like one of the things the city has is like they. They have a free tattoo, tattoo. They'll cover it. They'll pay for you to get your tattoos clean. Because you'll change yourself a little bit. But if you're part of them, you're part of the, you're, you're part of the brothers. You're part of the gang. It's very hard to get out of that. And if you're a gang member, you can't say, don't hurt them. You can hurt their feelings. You know, it doesn't work that way. So what do you have to do if you're a gang member? What do you think? You get out of there. <laughs> you move. I actually, I remember my cousin, cousin now lives in I, East, 13th in Flatbush, but he used to live on a different part of Flatbush. So I remember they told me, when I was a, when I was a bucher, I used to go to their house. And uh, their son, uh, actually, uh, my, their neighbor moved. Like one of the neighbors in the block, I used to see them by show. One day he moved, this guy used to ask me questions whenever I'd be there. So she, what do you think about this partial over here? Blah, blah, blah. Older, like a guy in his 50s, 40s and 50s. One day I went to my cousin's and I said, where's so-and-so? So he tells me they moved. I said, what happened? 
So this is what he tells me. He said, this guy had a son who was ending up in really bad places because of a, a kid around the block who was taking him to those places. Right? The kid around the block was, you know, you know, it was, it was a 14 or 15-year-old boy, and his friend was taking him down the wrong path in life. So they went to the Rav of the Shal, it was a, it was a Rav Hashem, it was a big person, his son's a big Rashiva today. Uh, and he said, what should we do? And he told them, you need to move. <laughs> you need to move. <laughs> you, 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 your son is not going to listen to you, because that's his buddy. And if he ends up being a drug addict because of that kid, you're never going to forgive yourself. Get out of here. You know, it was his car again. He told him to move. <laughs> Don't, you, what's more valuable? Your son's going to end up being a drug addict. Move. Right? Get out of there. Because sometimes in life, you just got to move on. That, that's, you're not going to change a gang. <laughs> you're going to tell your kid, don't hang out with this kids. Gonna, you know, it's very hard to do that. There's no guarantees. You got to be able to be like Avram Avino sometimes in life. If people are negative, right? And sometimes, by the way, again, this is, you know, certainly at work uh, or with certain family members who are, whether they're religious or not, and there's not good influences, you're gonna to have to deal with them. You're not moving on, but you gotta to, to make your own. You gotta make your own get down on your own fences because you can't be negatively affected. Yeah, you can't be. You know, I, I, I said this once. A girl told me she has to dress provocatively. Now, women provocatively skirts, not like they have in the Tzniyas books. Okay, let's do that. Why? Because that's the company culture. Should you like to dress Tzniyas? The company culture. What are you, are you crazy? Crazy, you know. I've had people tell me that they they, 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 they don't want to do certain things because their, their mother or their father, Beli Chuva, will kill them. I'm not talking about chumras, but halacha. You can't do that. You, know, you got to be able to, to you can sell your soul. Do you know that's an interesting thing? The Torah says if your parent tells you, I have the question. This same person, these people who don't, I might keep it out of it. Their parents would say to somebody, steal. Do you steal? No. Parents would say murder someone. Murder? No. But if it's Shabbos, oh, I can't. this time I have to break Shabbos because my mother. <laughs> what in the world does that mean? I can't eat kosher there. You, you, if your parents would be upset at you if you, if you didn't uh, mug somebody, <laughs> what does that mean? It means you're more worried about your parents. In real life, you know, it doesn't work that way anyways. You, I'll show you a million examples where you wouldn't do if your parents asked you to do it. Your parents told you to marry somebody. That's that mug. Marry this person. You wouldn't marry them if you didn't like them. Thought they were ugly. You know, they say, marry this guy. The guy smells. You know. <laughs> they don't marry them. So why do they tell you? But Shabbos and kosher. Or Tzniyas. Right? I've some woman, woman once told me she can't cover her hair. Why not? Because her, her parents would be upset. And what was that? Why? I'm not, again, I mentioned, you know, if you're at a certain level, you're at a certain level. But like, what does that mean? So you gotta know that people affect you. Some people you're not you're not leaving your parents. That's you have to always respect your parents and always love your parents. That's for sure. But you, you need to be a self person. And if people who are a gang, there's gangs with guns, and there's gangs that pull you down like the sororities and the fraternities of life, you know. And they're everywhere in the world. Everywhere. Ramchal wasn't living. He was living in a completely religious society. He says, nowhere ever you go. Even in the desert, there was Korach. 
There's Korach, right? There's Korach choices. Come on, you're part of... They're, 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 we're all... We're, we're the more religious ones. Why should we... Blah, 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 blah. Right? Well, you can be in any kind of group. If they're bad influence, if they're toxic, you either have to try to fix it or get out. <laughs> don't sell your life. Don't... Don't sell your life because you're scared of losing these things. The whole Torah, that's why Torah starts with Avram Avinu. You've got to be willing. Listen, I, I, I am a great believer of being more of a Brias. I can, I can schmooze with anyone in the world. I really believe that. There's no one I can't schmooze with. I, and I would. I'll be friendly with everyone in the world. But you know what I'm hanging out with? People who are good influences. I will be friendly. I think if there's Derek Eretz, I'm I. I, we all derech eretz to everybody in this world. You have to either every human being, even the greatest sinner, has a spark of divinity which is so pure and so holy. And every human being has such a goodness to them. Really, really, they do. I, I've never met a person I couldn't find goodness in in this world. I really, everyone has a tremendous goodness in this world. And and, and every person deserves to be treated with derech eretz. And uh, unless they're like an Achav, a real Russia who's trying to destroy things, okay. But most, there's very, very few people in the world like that. Right? You know, everyone deserves to be with Derech Eretz and respect and to the extent they need you with kindness. I'm, we're talking about friendships. We're not talking about treating people with respect. We're talking about who is your Chevra? Which sorority are you part of? Who is your fraternity? Who is your people you're, you're going to hang out with? That's what we're talking about here. Make no mistake. Everyone you got to with respect. You got to love all people. You got to see the goodness in all people. Right? Even, the, uh, you know, if you're that girl in a lot who wants to become religious, you got to know your friends are good people. You were like her. And her uh, but you got to say to yourself, are they good for me or are they bad for me? <laughs> you know, you're part of the people. You're, 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 you're around them. So they're just very negative. Like, so you know what? Most, some people are negative because... They see problems. And they're right, they're problems. I would just tell you, negativity doesn't solve problems. <laughs> that's, that's what I would tell people. Like, what are you in the world being so negative and so bringing everyone down instead of being positive? You know how you fix the problem? Positivity. You, you, you put in inspiration, energy, excitement. You don't hang around with a bunch of negative people. You know why? They actually make it worse. But if you're... But they're, that's, if people are negative. They're not evil. They're just mis- misguided. But if you, if you if you can't hang out with them, if they're gonna bring you if they're gonna bring you down. Ainula um, Adam. So the auction and David says only Yoshavti im masay shav she sanesi kamerim. I've not sat with dishonest people. I hate from himself hates to be a gathering of evil doors. Ainula Adam elatayr lenakas atzma. A person should cleanse himself from the no raglum edar chahamon and not just to follow the masses. Everybody does this. Every, you know, kids, my kids tell me, everybody's doing this. Everybody does this. Doesn't make it right. <laughs> it doesn't make it right. Everybody does this. Nobody does this. Uh, someone's telling me today in Israel, actually, Sharon Korea, like, he was telling me, yeah, in certain places in Israel, no one thinks of, everyone thinks of Megillah at night or once, you hear Megillah once. You hear Megillah twice. Like, you heard this, boy? One time you hear Megillah. You're, it's, I, men and women are obligated to Megillah at night and day. It's not, a, it's not even an option. 
But no, also all my chaverim, all my chaverot, this is what we do. We have Megillah once. I remember somebody told me they were a two-day Rosh Hashanah Jew. They're, they keep Rosh Hashanah two days. They remember a reformed temple in, in, in the Bay Area, and all of all of his all of their friends were kept one day of Rosh Hashanah. Right? They only did one day Rosh Hashanah. He was known as the two-day Rosh Hashanah Jew. The two-day Rosh Hashanah Jew. And, you know, come on. That's something. But, you know, you can be part of everything. It's like, you know, that's all we do. That's all we do. And that's all we do. Right? You know, that's, that's how we are. So, you can't just follow the masses. It hold you back and get caught in other people's foolishness. The Yash of Raglov, and rather you should direct your feet. What's your direction? Al Chatos Hashem, Al Meshkanosim. Who should Davin Misayim Omer? It's what David says in Tehillim. Erechatz minikion kapai, vezoz bispech Hashem. I'll wash my hands and cleanse, and circle around your altar, Hashem. Yeralo, sheyimsa bechevres mishialagalov. And it occurs to you if you're around a company of people who make fun of you. If you're around relatives or friends or people that laugh at you, that look at you like, oh, what are you doing? You know, you're at work. I, 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 you're at work and they all use vulgar language. I'm not talking about, you know, uh, well, I'll give examples, but oh, I mean like, shoot, like... That's not, if my kids, you know, say shoot, I don't like that. I think a small, you may say, ah, oh, what's the big deal? But it's just a, you know, at the end of the day, you can start getting into those languages. It's not lush and lucky. It's not clean. It's not clean. So, you know, people, everyone talks that way. It's, you know, it's part of the crowd. I, I, if you're around people, you, you don't talk that way. You talk differently. Uh, don't, don't pay attention. Don't pay attention. You know, I once finished the read. Victor Miller. Victor Miller was a great sage. He used to finish Shas every year. So much Berlin for many years. So he said in the 1950s he had a beard. And he went, went into a home for, uh, you know, people who were, were, were considered mad in those days. Today, mental health is much more controlled. And then those days it wasn't. And he walks into this place and he started laughing. <laughs> Screaming the whole jail. Ah, look at that guy, he has a beard. Ah, the whole jail's like cracking up. Ah, look at that guy, he has a beard. And he started to feel bad. So they said, everyone's laughing at him, he has a beard. He says, wait a second, I'm the seen one here. Why do I care that they're all laughing at me? And that, you know, what is that? I'm the seen one here. The fact that they're laughing at me, why do I care? So you gotta learn in life not to pay attention to fools, right? People who are, who are, who are fools, you know, who are just, you know, I, you know, I remember I was in law, I summer in a law firm. The whole culture was how many hours you could bill, like and you, that was what made you great. And, you know, they're fools. <laughs> you think who cares if you bill twenty five? I mean, I feel bad for them. You bill bill three. You want know, to bill twenty five hundred hours a year, three thousand hours? It's crazy numbers. You don't have a life. But there, everyone says, you're, you're great. Hey, Bill! You're great! Three thousand, and they're all slapping fine. And these law firms, you know what they do? They have everything you want there. They have cleaners that come there. They have the best coffees. They have t- 
take-in lunch. They have gyms in the front. You don't have to leave. They make it so you never have to leave. Right? And, they, and if you, when you leave after like 11 o'clock, they take you home in a limo. Right? In a limo. So it's part, it's great. And you laugh along with them. The only problem is, is you're missing life. You, you know, I had a friend who worked in a firm in the summer. This is in a, in the, when you're in your summers, when you're in law school, so in the summer, you, they take you on trips. This law firm, they worked for Wachtel, so they're more law firm in the, in, the, in, the, in the United States. So he told me that he never saw light the whole summer. He didn't see sun. He was never in the sun. He got there early. <laughs> he left late. You know, you know, that's what, he didn't see the sun. Is that a life? But you know what? When you're there, you're the king. So you got to look at people as crazy. People are mashuga. They're crazy. What does it bother you that they're looking at you? You have to, you know, I walked with, with a, a hat jacket at University of Pennsylvania Law School. I didn't think twice. I'm like looking at people like, you know, men with earrings, women with nose rings and purple hair. They look at me. I don't know. They're the crazy ones. I mean, they're crazy for their, some of their political views and some of their other things also. Nice people. Not bad people. But they're, they're, they're the crazy ones. They're, they have no clue in the world they're living for. I'm telling you, because I've had the conversation with them. They never thought of, they're like advanced amoeba. <laughs> they don't think about what in the world they're, they, they, they're, they're just dancing through life without any thought about what life is. Right? They're, not, they're not bad people. Well, I, sh- I should give up on my standards for them. I should lose who I am as a person for them. Yeah, live in life to not pay attention to people. We're crazy. I'm not saying crazy. They're sugar, but they have wrong idea, wrong, wrong ideas. Adraba, you look all of the If if people are really evil, you should make fun of them. Like, what are you crazy? The actual If if somebody be paying you money for doing what's right, would you give it up? Because people are laughing at you, looking, you know, where people are giving you a hard time. If you're getting paid, you're not gonna get you. You'll do whatever it is. And, you know, people do all kinds of things for money. You're gonna, what are you worried about? Uh, you don't want to ruin your soul. You need to give up your soul. You're going to sell your soul because you're worried about what Malki will say and what Chaya will say and what um, Rachel will say and what Orit will say. Why do you care? You, this is why you're doing what you're doing because of what Orit is going to say. This is what you're going to. This is going to sell your neshama. You're going to go to a party and eat food that you shouldn't be eating because Orit. You know the crazy thing is, by the way, when people are on diets, the same ladies they wouldn't. A kosher, they're embarrassed to say they're kosher. Yeah, the same person. They're, they're embarrassed. They're emba- crazy. They're they're in a circle. You know they want to daven. I'm not going to dive in here. I want to seem so religious. You have to be normal. If you can, I was once in a bus stop in Israel. The guy took a drink. He screamed. I was down the block. I, Baruch! I mean, the guy was a sugar. I was screaming shahaka on a bus stop. I, you know, like there was these two base soccer girls next to him. They started giggling, like you know, like they were like laughing their heads off. Two little girls. This guy, Baruch! So you know, I'm not saying to do crazy things. But you don't do, but but you need to make a bracha. So here's the situation. You know, you're at the kosher restaurant. You know, my wife just had this. She was meeting with a doctor, her doctor actually, for my kids. 
She's met with her a couple of times for lunch. This is a brilliant lady. Uh, you know, complete, goes to Beth Am, completely. So she benched. Like, the lady was amazed. Like, what are you doing? But I'm telling you, I, you know, I, so that's, like, that's the end of a relationship. But I have had people, I've had meetings where, with Goyim, and I gotta, like, they're waiting for me to leave. I got a bench. And it's not, it's not, I'm, I'm going to be frank. I'm a pretty religious person. I'm, I'm a pretty decently self-confident. But I was uncomfortable. Like, you know, they're sitting there looking at you. Like, you know, you get a bench. Like, they're like, like what are you, what is he, what's he doing, you know? First, you have to get up and wash your hands, you know? Then you're going to go on bench. You're going to say, I, I'm going to admit, I'm, I, I, I'm not going to say, I, I, it's like, but you know what? I, I, don't think, I don't think I've changed my benching. Hopefully not. Because I'm doing what's right. I, I'm a Jew. So because I'm uncomfortable. If you want to say brachas, now go back to, you know, you, know, you have a friend. You know, you know, all of a sudden, someone wants to say blessings. What are you doing? Are you speaking to yourself? Baruch HaTashem, Lekim HaFam, Shachol. Are you speaking to yourself? Any of your Russian relatives, you would say a brach, do they look weird if you say brachas? I don't know what they think I just do. They think you talk to yourself. No, yeah, normally we do like first I do and then other do. So if they have any questions, one of us can answer. Ah, uh-huh. but it's hard though. Imagine in the beginning it was hard. Not really good. Okay, great. It used to be. But used to be. In the beginning, I'm sure it was. They already know that we are Michigan. They think we're Michigan. Great. You've made it. No. It doesn't mean to, to act mashugo. You have to act normal. When you're doing what's right, you know. When you're, you know. Uh, let me give you an example. You know, when you have when you have kids, I can't tell you. My kids say to me, you know, this one has a, an iPhone and there's nothing on it. There's no filter. Blah blah blah. I'm like, those parents are out of their mind. But all of my friends have this. All of your friends. So you know, imagine my kid comes to me. All of my friends' parents gives them marijuana. Shkoyach, I'm going to give my kid marijuana. I'm saying, all my friends, by the way, in California. <laughs> you know, I, I, my friends are all doing this. Like, who's the crazy one here? <laughs> I'm the crazy one for not, not giving my kid marijuana. They're the, they're those parents are the crazy ones. You know, I'm not, I'm, so I'm not you don't be, you gotta be, you gotta know it's right. You have to have clarity. And, and, and the, I'm, I'm not joking, by the way. You, one could sell their soul. That's what the author's saying. You can lose out in life. You could sell yourself short because of your friends, because of your chavra, because of your allegiances. His heru is the chorum levracha. Have az kanamer, lasus ratzon avicha v'shalam. Be bold as leopard to do. Bold means you have to be strong to do what's right. Be, be strong to do what's right. You could try to inspire others, but don't cave in to the wrong friendships. David Omar, Adabra, I spoke your Torah, I gave your testimonies in front of kings, and I was not embarrassed. I gave your testimonies in kings, I didn't bother, I said the truth. Now again, you know, now again, you have to know how you're talking. You can't you have to speak in a way which doesn't sound outlandish. But the point is, you need to be able to be confident in what you're doing in life and not say, Donald was around all these kings. And he says, Ich bin a yid. I'm a Jew. This is what's the right thing. This is what I have to do unequivocally. 
You don't give in to your society because it's uncomfortable. When the kings would get together, they'd say, I have 55 courses that do this, carriages and palaces and servants, and how much gold do you have? Oh, how much silver do you have? Did you see my crown? Did you see my throne? It's like their cars in old days, right? Their houses. Did you see my throne? Do you know how many wives I had? Sorry. Do you know how many wives I had? Right? It's not even talk. It's not the kings are talking this way. Who he who has the most toys wins. Right? That was what they, that's so they would talk that way. The David and David didn't speak about anything. He's going to be the one to talk about Torah and Musar, about God, ethics. Instead of talking about the stupidity everyone else was talking about, it didn't bother him. You know, it didn't bother him. If, he, if, if, if at work people were talking about stupid things, when he spoke, he spoke about things of value, things of holiness. Again, I'm. In, in real, this is West Point here, you gotta know how to deal with things. But the, the, the West Point means this is in theory, in your own jobs and work and life, you have to know who you're dealing with, how you approach people, how you talk to people. But one thing is, if these people are bringing you down, you gotta have a change. That, that cannot be. Life is too precious. Life is too precious and too short to sell yourself for the wrong reasons. Life is too precious. There is too much at stake in this world than to give yourself up of what you could be. There is too much at stake for this world to give yourself up from what you could and should be doing than to sell yourself because of acquaintances, especially at work, who are acquaintances. And you can change your job. They may come and go, but they can affect your soul forever. You know, acquaintances. And certainly even some of your friends. To sell yourself because of that is insane. It's borderline insanity. When so much of life is all about what you do in this world. Don't let yourself be enticed in these follies. Once you know the truth. Once you know that you're, this is how you should talk. This is not okay. This is what I should be doing. I'm capable of doing this. I'm able to do this. Right? You know, the, I remember someone told me there's like, in like in certain circles, there's like something called a Chabura, like a, you know, like more conservative reform. Chabura, something like this. They don't call it Chavraya. Chavraya, Chabura. They all drive and they share food together Friday nights. It's like in the conservative movement in the Bay Area, they do this. You heard this? I, I know, I was part of it. You were part of it, right? And one day someone wants to keep Shabbos. Can't drive, they, you know, they don't live next to each other. So, you know, and you know Shabbos is good. I do. Well, you do. But it's hard because all your friends, you would do eight years you've been doing this together. Ten years, twenty years. Very hard. There are people down the block who I know, without a doubt, if I would get their friend here, they'd be here tomorrow. But their friends are there. <laughs> it's very hard to break out of that. I know them for 25 years. I know them for 30 years. And they know the truth. <laughs> I'm telling you they know the truth. They know this is a sinking ship down there. You know, and it's not true. Right there. Right? It's not true. They know that. But it's so hard when you're part of this friendships to get out of it. So you got to know what the truth is. And once you know the truth, 
you have to be willing to stand up for it. You should be able to say what's true and not be embarrassed. Yeshaya Isaiah says you have to make your you have to be strong in your beliefs, and and, and you have to be, you have to have a push. This is a topesach. We're going to pick up afterwards about doing positive acts, but in the meantime, one should review all that we did, especially this last chapter. The things that pull us away, and what we did today is very important. Whenever you're around a fraternity, sorority, group, place, which is are negatively affecting you, you have to realize that life is too valuable. Your, our souls are too precious. Right? Are too precious. And we are affected. Right? And if you're not influencing, you're influenced. I'm going to wish everyone a freilach Purim. Happy Purim. Take advantage. Ladies, tomorrow's Tainas Esther. It's a great day of feel itself. So you should say, Kapitol Chafbeis, number 22. That's what Esther said before she went to Achashirish. Pray for the things you need in life. Right? Pray to be close to Hashem. Pray for Siat the Shmayim. Purim is Sunday. Purim is Kol HaPoyshayyad. Whatever, when we, and Purim, whenever someone asks us for money, we give to them. We give them a quarter, not a hundred dollars. But Hashem gives to us. There is no, almost no day in the year that's as holy that's appropriate to go to Dominus Purim. I would suggest there are two minyan on Sunday morning. There are two minchas on Sunday. Try to come to a minyan because you'll daven better here. And you can say, I mean, Purim is so fantastic, so wonderful, and such an opportunity. Take advantage of it. I wish everyone a freilicha Purim, Purim Samech, and we'll, two weeks from now, we'll have the pre Pesach share, and after Pesach, we'll pick up. Thank you. Thank you.